From Business and Development to Healthcare and Education, 2023 promises to be a year full of big news in West Orange County. Get ready with our special edition, the 2023 Forecast. And in this first episode of West Orange on the Go for the new year, that is exactly what we are going to dive into. The date is January 5th, 2023. We're going to go through those forecasts and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange. This is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the go. Central Florida's first baby of the new year was born at 12.23 a.m. Sunday, January 1st at Orlando Health Winnie Palmer Hospital for Women and Babies. Baby Olivia weighed 7 pounds, 6 ounces, and measured 18 inches in length. Mark the occasion, the Central Florida Diaper Bank is donating diapers for one year to the family. Now, that is about 3,600 diapers going to Olivia's family for being the first, first of the new year. Now, a massive ongoing project started by the town of Oakland a decade ago is proving to be a benefit to the town as more businesses choose to set up shop in Oakland. This year will mark even more change as officials continue the town's multi-million dollar conversation from septic to sewer. New residential construction is being built with sewer hookups as are large-scale commercial projects. Much of it is being paid with a combination of state legislator funds, impact fees, and developer contributions. The town's goal is to create a 21st century community with 19th century charm. Now, there are many benefits of shifting from a septic system to a sewer system. There are currently 1,000 customers on sewer in the town of Oakland, but the town predicts that it may take about 10 years for everybody to fully be connected. And now this, after over half a year of controversy and cancellations, the Garden Theater in Winter Garden is returning with a recently announced collaboration with Florida-based Victory Productions to launch a new theatrical season of live performances beginning this year. The theater established partnerships with Edith Bush Institute and Arts Consulting Group. So after just... Well, you know, a lot of board members resigning and staff resigning and board chairs resigning and all kinds of, well, kind of murky controversy. The first show will be Rock of Ages, and it will begin January 25th, that is this month, and it will run till the 26th of February. Now, you will be hard-pressed to find another person who loves his community as much as Mayor Rusty Johnson loves Ocoee. Now, I know this to be true myself. I know the man personally. 
And in this week's paper, it says in the seven years he has served as the mayor for the city of Ocoee, Johnson has developed a routine that works for him. Starting at 7.30 a.m., he prepares himself and his wife, Marilyn, a nice cup of coffee. With coffee in hand, the mayor sits at home for a while and talks to his wife about the things that are lined up in his schedule for that day. The mayor usually leaves his house at around 8.30 a.m. and takes time out of his everyday routine to head down to City Hall, where he gets the daily scoop on what is taking place there and throughout the city. Now, in this week's paper, there is a full piece on not just the mayor's routine, but his goals for the city, what has uh, been accomplished since he's been in office, looking back a little bit. And one of those goals is really almost even a an accomplishment at this point. That is the Ocoee Regional Sports Complex that is expected to break ground late this year. And it will potentially be open to the public come 2025. Now, this is a massive, and I mean a massive, very exciting project It's on 148 acres. Okay, it's going to include 16 baseball fields, nine batting cages, 16 softball fields, 16 little league fields, uh, two parking garages, seven restaurants, two hotels, and 20,000 square feet of office space, not to mention 100 to 150 retail spaces. So that is a very big uh, project. It's going to bring a lot of revenue to the city and to the economy of Ocoee. So really, congratulations to the city of Ocoee. This is truly just a tremendous development. And to learn more about it and to learn more about Mayor Rusty Johnson of Ocoee, it is all in this week's paper. Now, one way you can get the paper is by finding those big red boxes all throughout West Orange County. And the paper is free. All right. I see a uh, advertisement here. By the way, the city of Winter Garden will be hosting an MLK parade uh, in celebration on January 16th, starting at 10 a.m. I think it's going to go to 4 p.m. So I want you to check that out. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, every year they have been doing this for some time now, and it's really a great way to celebrate a great man. Okay, Horizon West residents will welcome yet another major development to the rapidly expanding community with the addition of a new Orange County Library Systems branch. Now, the branch location will offer 20,000 square feet of library space with meeting rooms, study rooms, and Orange County Library Systems' first outdoor events area. It is hoped that the new Horizon West Library will be opened mid-2025. And in the meantime this year, Orange County Library Systems celebrates their 100th birthday. All right, let's see here. Representatives from both Orange County government and Orange County Public Schools are apparently working together to bring the Windermere High Stadium to the campus. We covered this heavily. Currently, it is located at Deputy Scott Pine Community Park. The goal between the Orange County Commission and OCPS is to bring the stadium to Windermere's campus before the start of the 2023 football season.
All right. And now we're going to jump into the final page. Our news editor here at the Orange Observer, Annabelle Sykes, well, has done a really incredible piece called For the Love of the Lake. I'm going to go through some of it, but I really encourage you to try to read it in full this week. This is such such an important part of our heritage. You know, as my friend Jim Crescitelli from the Winter Garden Heritage Foundation puts it, the lake has always been the life battery of this area. Now, that's even to the Native Americans hundreds of years ago. We really can't let it die. So let's get into Annabelle's piece here. The demise of Lake Apopka dates all the way back to 1893, when the destruction was foreshadowed by the construction of the apopka Buclair Canal. The new canal lowered the 50,000-acre lake by three feet, exposing the shallow northern portion of the lake. And then in 1941, farmers constructed a levee across Lake Apopka to drain the top 20,000 acres on the north side, creating muck farms to grow vegetables to help with the war effort in World War II. Fifty years of nutrients from the farms, wastewater from nearby towns, and byproducts from citrus processors created repeated algae blooms and turned the lake into pea green, killing all native aquatic vegetation. Now, I mentioned my friend Jim Crescitelli earlier. When he talks about this, he also likes to remind folks that, you know, this wasn't really a disregard. It was really kind of an ignorance at the time. You know, as we do new things as a species, we learn. We learn new things. And at the time, they really didn't realize the damage that they were doing. Now, long considered the largemouth bass capital of the eastern United States, Lake Apopka went from an angler's paradise to Florida's most polluted lake. In the last 25 years, progress has been made, largely thanks to efforts from Friends of Lake Apopka and the St. John's River Water Management District. The latest project? Develop a plan to design and permit channel dredging and nearshore habitat dredging in the vicinity of the Newton Park boat ramp. Now, essentially, the state had allocated funds for this restoration of the lake. Uh, This is my own words. And um, a dredging project was set. However, uh, things did change, and that project lost its funding. Now, FOLA, that is Friends of Lake Apopka, led by the immediate past president, Joe Dunn, got the Water Management District and the City of Winter Garden to work out a plan together, uh, and a deal was struck to get this study funded and completed. All right, now back to the piece. The city would put up $100,000 for the project, while the district contributed $200,000 through a legislative appropriation focused on Lake Apopka water quality improvement, meeting the $300,000 needed to finish the study. 
The focus of the project is to conduct an engineering evaluation of what it would take to dredge the water near Newton Park, which is separate from the actual dredging. Okay, so this study is critical, but that $300,000, it's not the actual dredging. That's just to see, you know, kind of an analysis, a study to see what's going on here. How can we get it done? The actual dredging, well, that timeline will depend on funding. About $5 million is needed for completion. Now, the district has grants through the state that can be utilized to help pay for the project up to 25%. Other opportunities for funding could be entities such as Orange County, or the U.S. Department of Environmental Protection. Now, this dredging will help to eliminate the muck to allow for native vegetation to proliferate once again in the lake. It'll help to clear up the water and other wonderful benefits. Assistant City Manager Steve Pash said that the city decided to contribute financially toward the design to improve the community. He said, quote, Dredging the area in front of our dock will be beneficial to our citizens, as well as to those who are putting boats in that location. End quote. Daniel Whitehouse, a FOLA member and an avid lake user, said the fishing has improved dramatically over the last few years, and it is continuing to improve. However, there is still a lot to be done. Now, Joe Dunn explained some of the history. Quote, every decade that they farmed on the North Shore, the ground dropped about a foot. So that's 20,000 acres on the North Shore that used to be farms is five feet lower than the lake. End quote. Now, biologist Jim Thomas, in 1991, he founded FOLA with the sole mission of advocating for the restoration of of Lake Apopka. And in 1998, the state legislator spent $100 million to purchase all the muck farms, ending the primary source of nutrient loading into the lake. Key initiatives that drove the 25 years of the water management restoration efforts included converting 20,000 acres of muck farms into natural wetlands, creating a 760-acre Marsh Flowway naturally filtering 40% of the lake's volume every single year. Now, they also remove about a million pounds of gizzard shad from the lake each year, which is harmful to the lake in such big quantities. And they've also been successful in increasing native submerged aquatic vegetation. Now, as the lake recovered, ecotourism flourished. Bird watchers flocked to the new wetlands on the North Shore, where 270 species of birds congregate in the winter during migration. Now, that is a tremendous number. Now, the 11-mile Lake Apopka Wildlife Drive opened in 2015 and almost attracts 200,000 visitors a year. Fishing efforts on Lake Apopka have more than doubled in the past few years. Looking ahead... The bicycle trails around the lake will be all connected, and that's going to create 42 miles of safe cycling around Lake Apopka, and it should be done in 2024. The funds have been allocated. Now, Joe Dunn, who, as I mentioned, is responsible for a lot of this advocacy, 
He said that his passion for the lake is fueled by his two grandchildren. Quote, That lake will not be completely restored in my lifetime, but I want that lake completely restored in their lifetime. The lake is my backyard, so it hits close to home with the way I take care of it. Jim Thomas was such an inspiration and an incredible man. I want his legacy to continue to live. End quote. Well, Joe, you're right about Jim Thomas. Know that you are also an inspiration and an incredible man to so many, including me. West Orange, it is a new year. Let's save Lake Apopka. This has been Austin Arthur, West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.